So uh, we talked, you know, this month, uh, little things, little things. Uh, foundation for this month, we said this, is that the big things of God are found in the ordinary acts of serving. And remember, everything God asks of you is big. That's where we got to we got to change our thinking. Everything that God asks is big and it's a privilege and it should be taken with excitement and with honor and be like, yeah, thank you, God, I'll do it, I'll do it. We decide what's big and what's important. We decide what's, you know, uh, normal and ordinary. But every task that God would put on your heart to do is huge. And so we have to, because you, we, we want to we receive the blessing for the season. Amen. And so we said that. We also said that um, ordinary means no special quality or interest. And so the funny thing is the Lord has a way of using the not interesting or the routine things to test you and to protect you. Amen. Not, not protect, perfect. He will protect you. But he's trying to perfect you. The things that seem unimportant or not interesting usually are the very things God is using to shape your future. We're looking for the extraordinary, but God wants us to focus on the ordinary because the extraordinary is not any more extraordinary than the ordinary. You're in the moment now. TBN will create a moment for you. Hollywood will create a moment for you. But there are moments right now, and we're in our moment, Raphael. We're in our moment. We're in our moment. Like what Pastor said for many years, sometimes you don't realize the move of God that you're in because you're in it. You don't realize the move of God. You don't realize the impact you're making because you're in it. And that's why sometimes somebody from a different vantage point can come in and say, oh my gosh, do you really realize what you guys are doing? That's why ministers can come in and say, I don't understand this atmosphere here. This is not to glorify a man or glorify a church, but there is a season here and, and your moment is now and the enemy wants you to focus for your big moment, but you're in your moment. You get one shot at this thing called life and you're in it right now. We're in it right now. And so um, uh, God has a way, you know, God starts small. God will never start big with you. The suddenlies of God don't happen suddenly. The world may think it's suddenly, but suddenlies happen because of acts of faithful sowing and serving. Amen. The small will be acquired because of acts of faithful acts of sowing and serving, not because we had a big wallet. It's because we were faithful. Amen. And that's the same way God will work in your life. We talked about David. Remember, David was being shaped in the field of faithfulness, the, the field of obs obscurity, the, f the field that nobody knew he was uh, possibly even there. But God knew and noticed that God knew exactly when to, how and when to find David when his time was ready. You don't got to promote yourself. You don't got to drop your business cards. You don't need to call yourself. You just, you just serve in the area with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And when God sees you're fit for the next season, he'll bring it. Okay, and so he was shaped by God. And you got to trust that the tasks that the pastor or staff or, or the elevate schedule, you got to trust. Can, you, can, we, can we just get in faith a little bit and actually believe that maybe the tasks are not just man-made, but they're actually ordained for God for the season of your life? Can I get a little more amen on that? Can we, can we really believe that the tasks that you're serving and the children, that it's not just the eeny, meeny, miny, mo, Rachel, you do this, but could it really be that God is trying to pull something out of you and maybe somebody sees something in you that you don't see and you got to trust the process? We got to trust it, man, because God is not trying to kill you. He's trying to perfect you and God really wants to use you, man. Welcome back, brother. Amen. It's good to have him back. God is really trying to use you. Be encouraged tonight. God wants to use you, but he wants you to be able to withstand the use. He doesn't want you to wear out. That's why God is not in a hurry to get you somewhere. God will get you because God, God is a master. He, he works. He's like a master artist. He knows the end of the story. Amen. You got to trust the artist. Amen. And if you've ever doubted his artistic skills, just look up at the sky. God blessed me one time as I was out in the ocean and I was swimming not too far from the beach because I don't do sharks, but I was swimming and I was staring up, staring up at the clouds and the spirit of God just really ministered to me because I was looking at how beautiful the clouds were. You know, the birds were chirping and the, and the breeze and all the things and you hear dolphins, you know, whatever the dolphin sounds, I don't know a dolphin, you know, that's not a dolphin, but you know, you're in the ocean and you're seeing the beauty and God and, and, and the spirit of God spoke to me and said, if I can spend so much time in this and make this so much beautiful, how much would I not take care of you? If you ever doubt the, 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 the presence of God in your life, if you ever just feeling a little bit down, just go outside and look at, look at the sky. If God can paint a beautiful picture in the sky, he can surely take care of you. And he knows where you're at in the seasons of your life. Amen. 
So trust that. So um, David's um, settling moment happened. The only reason his moment happened was because he was found faithful serving. The Goliath moment, he wasn't, hey, I'm here to battle. He was in the field. And he was actually on the way serving his father. He said, hey, go take them some cheese and some bread and just help them out. All the brothers were at, were at the battle, but David was whipping boy, you know, Mr. Cheese and Crackers boy. But notice, thank God he showed up to serve that day. Thank God he didn't call out and say, I ain't feeling it today. Remember this? I ain't feeling it. I'm just tired. Thank God that he realized that maybe God's going to do something today. Or I don't know if he thought that, but he, he was found faithful. And in that moment of just being faithful, he heard and an opportunity came. Not an opportunity that was greater than what he did. But if he would have never did what he did, that opportunity, I believe, would have never came. Amen. Is this helping you tonight? And we're just getting started. Getting started in here. Okay. (laughs) Trust that the task you already said that. So seasons of serving should never be looked at from the outside. Man looks like at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Remember, man may uh, forget you, but God cannot. It's not even possible. Man, that's why you can withstand anything. Forget me, curse me, you know, call me late for dinner, whatever you want to do. But if I'm serving God, that's right. I will get mine. And I don't mean that in a way like, I'm, but you're, God will get you where you need to go. No matter what man or woman or ministry or job or anything does to you, if you stay faithful, God, can, God knows how to get you places. Amen. Okay, so notice David did not invite himself to the party, and the oil came on David for one reason, for service. Amen. The anointing was not for his glory. Amen. The anointing did not come on him to make him look better. The anointing came to anoint him to serve. Amen. So the anointing on your life is not just so you can look good. It's for you can serve humanity, and, 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 and it will help you serve humanity. You need the anointing in your life. The anointing makes all the difference. <clears throat> so David's suddenly moment happened in the ordinary acts of serving. Let's move on. Um, so why did, you know, why did David pick up the sword at the season of his life? Why did he pick up the sword with Goliath? Because the season of the sling was over. Now it was the season of the sword because, remember, kings don't carry slings. Kings carry swords. A lot of times we're looking for a sword and God's trying to hand you a sling. But you got to be found faithful. If David was not faithful in the field with the sling, the moment of the sword would have never came, Daniel. It's not that the sword was better. It was just a different season for David. Psalms 138, this was the word that the Lord gave us two weeks ago. The Lord will perfect that which concerns you. I hope you got that. That was not just an, it was not just a random scripture. That was a word for God for your, a word of God for your season. The Lord, Pastor Green, will perfect that which concerns you. In other words, everything that's about your life, God knows how to get it taken care of. Trust it and trust him. Amen. Amen. We talked about Moses last week as we're moving on. Moses, you know, we spent some time. We're we're spending a lot of times on the stories this month of the things that most people look over. We're not talking about the Red Sea. We're not talking about David when he was the king. We're talking about all the things before that. Because here's the thing. The beginning is just as powerful as the end. Because the beginning makes the ending possible. Come on, say my beginning makes your ending possible. It's very important. See, Moses had a burden. The deliverer was inside of him, but he had a little nasty habit of getting ahead of God's timing. He began to take matters into his own hands. And he said, listen, I see the burden, so I'm just going to kill this dude because it's my. But, but, and, so, and so it wasn't the season. And, and, and here's what happened is, uh, but Moses allowed his zeal to get ahead of God's timing. Some of you have a calling on your life for something maybe you're not doing right now. It doesn't mean it's better. It's just not right now. So don't let the passion of that disrupt the now. Because maybe there's still something you need right now to help you then. Can we trust that? Okay, and so, uh, uh, you know, notice Moses buried the Egyptian in the sand. The crazy thing about that is you can't bury anything in the sand. Why can you not bury anything in the sand? Because all it takes is a wind to blow. And the wind is the Holy Spirit. So what you tried to bury in a season and try to forfeit, God will always uncover and make you face. He'll say, "I, I see you here, but... Let me, let me pull back the curtain. What about this unforgiveness here? What about this missed season? What about this abandoned moment that I told you to do something? It don't just disappear. It's not poof. It's gone. God will bring you back full circle until you deal with it. Because Moses wasn't running from God. He was really running from himself. 
And see, Moses didn't face himself, but instead he ran. And how many people have abandoned processes or seasons because they would not allow the wind of the Holy Spirit to blow? I've met a lot of them and seen a lot of them. Called of God, men and women, gifted people that, that, that I was in youth with and when he was my youth pastor. Men of God who had an absolute anointing on their life, but they would not allow the Holy Spirit to uncover the things in their life. And they rushed certain seasons and that's why their life is nothing today. Right. They're called. Right. But see, Moses was called and even on the run, the burden of the deliverer came out of him because you can't run from your purpose. It'll show up everywhere you go. Even when you go to the bar and you're just getting plastered, your purpose is still there. Right. Not that this is your purpose. I've had many conversations with my, uh, some family members at times in their life that they weren't all there. And even in those moments, you can see the burden, the calling on his life. But he's drowning it and he's not allowing the Holy Spirit to uncover let him uncover. He's not trying to kill you. He's trying to use you. Because you are, there is no plan B. That's why you're here. Jesus came, now he's gone. Now it's your turn. Tag team, you're it. You're it. That's why you got to take this moment seriously. This is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment. Danny Romero, this is your moment. It's your moment, man. It's my moment to serve. It's your moment to serve. It's not your moment to be seen. It's not about you. It's your moment to serve because there are people coming through these doors that need just a little bit of what you have. And if you're always coming up, showing up and just say, we'll get there. Don't make me get ahead. Stop it. Stop it. Passion should never get ahead of God's timing. So what was the sandals? we got to move on. What was with the sandals? God didn't hate his shoes. The sandals of Moses, the reason God said take those off is because they carried the dirt and the residue of his past. And God said for this next season of your life, you can't bring that in your life. You, uh, the things that you've been tracking for the last 80 years, because he was 80 years old when the bush happened. For the last 80 years, God said, if you're going to go to this next season, because God knew what was next. And he said, if you're going to go to this next season, you've got to learn to step out of your shoes because I need to learn. I need to teach you to step into my presence. You've got to learn to step out of your comfort zone. You've got to step out of everything if you think who you are, because for this next season, Moses, you're going to need me and me alone. Because it's going to be rough, but he came through. Amen. And so Moses made a turn. Amen. He turned. He turned. And last week we had some people that turned. Amen. And if you made a turn last week, you don't need to make a turn tonight because you made a turn last week. Practice what was preached. Practice it. Thank God for the altar, but you don't have to keep coming back. Come when you need to, but live it, live it, live it. Amen. Apply, apply, apply. Come on, say tonight. Father, we thank you for tonight. Have your way. We thank you that the words that I speak are yours and yours alone. We thank you as we wrap up this, this is a series. I thank you that there'll be more than words, but there'll be your words and that you would uh, resonate things in our life. And I thank you that the things that I've studied, everything, Lord, that we have prepared, let it come out tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to expound a little bit where we left off last week as we wrap up tonight. Not we're done, but the series. Okay, so chill. Exodus chapter 3, I want to pick up right there with Moses. We, we left off with Moses taking his shoes off. I want to pick back up right there because there's more. Isn't it amazing how you read the word of God and it just keeps getting more and more and more? Why? Because it's alive. It's living. It's moving. It's breathing. It, it can change things, man. So Exodus chapter 3, are you there? Chapter 3, verse 1. Yeah, all right. One day Moses was tending. You know what that means? He was serving. So can we just take out the word tending and say serving? Because tending means taking care of, of something, basically. I looked it up and I kind of got all these cool definitions that basically said the same thing. Taking care of another's, taking care of this. So Moses was one day, one day Moses was serving the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. Okay. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire in the middle of the bush. Come on, say one day. One day. See, here's what we said last week, and I want to expound on this. Supernatural things can happen at ordinary times of serving. 
Okay, I got like four people that looked excited about that. I'm going to say it again. Supernatural things can happen at ordinary times of serving. Now, when I say supernatural, I know we got Halloween coming up. I'm not talking about koopy, like supernatural and all weird and creepy stuff. And that's not what I'm talking about. Supernatural really just means this. It means, it means characteristics or events caused or influenced by God. As my mama would say, it was a god coincidence. For those of you who need the interpretation, it's coincidence and God. Or God. So it's a god coincidence. It's a new word tonight. So, but supernatural things can happen at ordinary times of serving. Come on, say one day. See, here's the thing. It was, it was just a normal day. Normal day. A Monday. Just a day. Just a day. Taking care of some nasty sheep. Nothing exciting about that, glamorous about that. If he had Instagram, he would have not have posted that event, I promise. Because it was mundane. But here's what I asked you last like, When is the last time you look for the super in your natural? When's the last time you look for the super in your natural? See, when we start thinking this way, and when I say super, I'm talking about serving because Moses was serving when God showed up to him. So when's the last time that you look for the super in your serving? When's the last time we look for the super in our serving? Because we have to start looking for the super in our serving. See, it's getting started. See, we must look for the miracle among the mundane. You know what the mundane is? Ordinary day-to-day stuff. You got to look for the miracle, Uni. You got to look for your miracle moment for tomorrow. You know you can have a miracle moment in church? You can have a miracle moment showing up to serve as an usher? See, that's why we said you got to serve with expectation. When you show up at this church and you are on assignment, you're not an assignment from a man. You're on assignment from God himself. And so you really got to show up with serving with expectation. What does expectation mean? It means a strong belief that something will happen. Here's my question. When's the last time you showed up serving that a strong belief that something would happen? Come on, when's the last time you showed up believing that God would use you in a service? Where is my, hold on, stay right there. Where is my greeters at? Where's my greeter? Anybody greeter in here? Raise your hand. See, this is what we, stand up, stand up. This is what we got to do. I'm going to be, stand up, come on, come on. So this is what we got to do. When's the last time, Daniel, that we have one of these moments, come on, in service. And I thank you, Father God, I'm serving, I'm a greeter today. And I thank you, Lord, that we're in agreement that when people come into this building, Lord, that you would use us to be the hands and the feet, that we would greet people, not with just natural ability and people skills, but that the Spirit of God would touch people when I greet them. Where's my children workers? Where's the children workers? Anybody serving Nautilus? Stand up. When's the last time we got in faith with somebody in touch and grief said, I'm serving in Nautilus tonight, but I thank you that when I serve, I'm coming with expectation that when I'm not just changing babies' diapers, but I am truly, I'm, these are agents and these are purposes inside these babies, and that when I touch them, God is touching them, and I'm not just babysitting, but I'm truly shaping their future. I'm shaping them. I'm shaping them in the things of God. And the cheesy videos you watch and the cheese that you eat, it's more than that. It's eternal. It's eternal. Read your Bible and pray every day and grow. See, where did that come from? I was like this big. But that was a shaping me for my future. Where is Treasure Harbor Preschool folk? Not you. Come on, stand up, Vicky. Treasure Harbor Preschool. See, this is what, and here's the thing. I'm only doing something that our pastor already told us we should be doing in our serving. Maybe we should pray. She said at a ministry coordinator's meeting, we need to start praying over our heirs of ministry at the service when we show up. 
When is the last time we said, man, I'm working at Treasure Harbor Preschool today. But, Lord, I thank you. You send me some families with drama. I thank you that you send us families that we can help and be a light to. I thank you that you would send us the right people, people that are hurting, not just people who's looking for child care. But, Lord, I thank you for divine opportunities and families, divine families to be added to the church today. I thank you that when I'm touching kids, it's as if God was touching kids. When is the last time that we got Wayne's hand and said, I thank you, I'm at the organic anchor, and it's more than coffee. Oh, but when people come into this building, that they would be drawn by the presence of God. It's more than coffee, Wayne. It's more than that. That is your tool. And people are coming, and you can serve them a latte. But they can experience the presence of God. You got to serve with expectation. You got to serve with expectation. I hope I'm stirring you up. I hope I'm convicting you a little bit because we got to serve on purpose. Oh, I didn't realize I was serving today. Are you kidding me? You are too late. I didn't realize I was on a schedule. That means you ain't showing up with expectation. You should say, dear God, I'm working in the kids tonight. Oh, these hands are God's hands. And I'm going to hug a kid like Jesus hugged a kid. And families are going to come, and I'm going to hold him, and I'm gonna, they're going to see and feel the presence of God. you got to serve with expectation. Going through the motions ain't good enough. And you're going to miss your moment, and you're going to miss your opportunity. And you can say, God, use me. And God is saying, are you kidding me? I'm trying. I'm trying, Bo. You're ushering. I thank you, Lord, that you use me tonight to usher as if you would usher. Give me wisdom to help be a blessing for the service. Because what you're doing, what you realize, you're helping keep in control in here so that people can be blessed by God. And so as people be blessed because of the security you bring, God would bless you. That's why when you're working in the kids and you're creating an atmosphere that parents can come without their children and hear from God and the kids aren't pulling on their shirt and, and, and trying to do all these things in service when you bring your kids, that when you're in there and you're investing into them, that you have an eternal reward for the blessings that the parents get. You got to start thinking like this. It's more than a schedule. It's your moment. It's your moment. It is your opportunity to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Here's the thing. This is something I tell the worship team all the time. Here's something I tell the worship team all the time. Ha! Amen. (laughs) Reggie, can I just get a little bit, a little bit of volume? I can back off the mic a little bit. Um, here's the deal. It's something I tell the worship team every time. Because listen, the worship team, and I'm just speaking because I'm the worship pastor. Forget that for a moment. The worship team is the thermostat for the service. Amen. Think about what's a thermostat. A thermostat is something in your house that controls or sets the atmosphere. And we can either show up with service with faith and with expectation, or we can just go through the motions because we've sang these songs before. But could it be that when we sing the song this time, something changes in people's lives? And Josh, even though you're not here, but when you play this guitar, when you're serving the church, when you're serving them in worship, that you're not just strumming, but you're serving with expectation that every chord I play, the presence of God fills this place. When Danny, when you're hitting the drums, that you don't just randomly go through the motions because you know the song but with every beat you know that demons are leaving and evil spirits can't stay and when he's a vocalist and you begin to sing you begin to sing with expectation that when you're singing heaven is truly showing up in the room or you can just go through the motions like everyone else and that's why you have no impact and that's why your gift lays dormant and your potential is squandered oh it's an opportunity God's going to move tonight, and God's going to move Sunday. Oh, every day is a good day, and every day is an opportunity for God to move. Don't put your limits on him. He could do something now. Healings can happen now. Cancer can die now. Blindness can leave now. But he will come at the level of your expectation. And if we're just going through the motions, because that's what we're supposed to do, what are you doing? You got to serve with expectation. You got to serve. This is a God-designed task for your life. And you have a chance to bring heaven to earth. You have a chance to bring the kingdom of God to earth. 
when you're running sound, God, I think as I'm running sound, as I'm serving this church, because we all agree it's a lot better when it sounds better, right? Thank you. Well, God, I thank you that you give me wisdom with my fingers. Show me, Lord, how can I help this atmosphere be as best as it possibly can so that people would experience the presence of God and there wouldn't be a distraction because of me. But we just clock in and we show up and we wonder why God ain't moving. God's saying, I wish you'd show up. I wish you'd, I wish you'd. Come on, the only reason Jesus didn't, the only reason Jesus couldn't do some things was because of people's lack of unbelief. Is anybody getting this in this house? I see a lot of people sitting down and just kind of staring at me. I want to encourage you. It's time to serve with expectation. When the Elevate schedule rolls out in November, it shouldn't be, oh, crap, I'm serving in the kids. You say, I'm serving in the kids, man. Woo! I'm serving. Oh, because heaven is going to be brought to the Nautilus room when I show up because God lives in me. God lives in me. And I ain't just, I mean, just reading them a story. You're reading them the story. The only thing that will bring life. Today, I wept like a baby in here by myself. I'm going to tell you why. Because an ordinary thing happened, but it became supernatural today for me. I came in here and I was doing my little pre-service check about, you know, two o'clock, you know, stuff that you don't see nor care about. I'm making sure the iPads are cha- charged, making sure the metronomes are in. That's just a fancy word for, or it's a metronome. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just making sure things are okay, making sure that the guitar is not missing because that happens. Dear God, why is the guitar gone? You know, Danny, where is the drums? You know, so I'm just looking, I'm charging the iPads and I notice in the back of the room, Washington walks in the room. And they just got their normal Wednesday afternoon chapel. And so they walked in, and I'm just kind of just doing my thing, you know. Obviously, not trying to get in the way, but I've got to finish my tasks, and I want to get off the stage. And all of a sudden, they stand here, and the worship music starts from the PA system. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, oh, my soul, and worship. And just when that moment happened, I've literally felt, and I'm not, we're not going on feelings, but I felt the presence of God enter the room. And the reason it was is I looked over, and there was three little girls with their hands lifted up and just singing, and they were worshiping God. And I began to weep. I had to go behind the stage because, I, I mean, I've seen this a hundred times. But this little girl was being shaped. It was your daughter. It was your daughter, front row, just doing this, worshiping and singing, not caring. And she's lifting her voice, and I was like, oh, my God, that's it. That's it. What the teachers are doing, what you're doing, I know you're not making a whole lot, but, oh, I'm telling you, you're making major impact because you're shaping futures. You're shaping, oh, you're shaping children to know God and to worship God. And it's not, it's not, it's, it's so important. They're creating God moments for your daughter that she'll never forget. But if we just show up as it's just Washington, it's just, you know, it's a moment, man. And God could call some of these into ministry. I said God could call some of these young kids into ministry that day. And that's why you got to show up with, man, God's going to do something in this service. God's going to do something in this service, man. And God's going to touch these kids. And the presence of God flooded the room. There was no worship team. There was no band. There was a, how old is your daughter? Seven. It was so impactful, I took a video. Sorry. I'll send it to you. But I wanted to send it to your husband because it, it moved me to tears. Because here in just a normal, certain little, as we could say, it's just on the schedule. Happens every Wednesday. We got to change our thinking. It's not just a normal every Wednesday thing. This is an encounter for, uh, for this is an encounter of God for someone's life, and this is a moment. You got to serve with expectation. Don't. Ha! Hmm. Ah, hallelujah. So we got to look for the super in our natural man. And, and see, expectation is the act or state of anticipating. When's the last time you had anticipation about your serving? Yeah. When's the last time you were so giddy to show up because you wanted God to use you? Right. But the truth is, if we can be honest with ourselves, and I promise you can look right at me, no one's looking. So most of the time, we don't do that. 
And repentance is a great thing. It doesn't mean, oh man, I blew it. Just get it right. And then apply it. Apply it. Just apply it and say, man, for, forgive me for not taking this moment. I really felt God say that today when I was praying. A lot of people are missing their moments and they don't realize you're in a moment right now. Tabitha, I was praying today and God gave me a word for you. And um, it was this, and it came at a really weird time because I was actually brushing my teeth this morning. But it's amazing how God, was, God speaks to you when you mow the yard, right? So I was attentive, I guess, and I'm brushing my teeth. And this is what I saw, Tabitha. And this doesn't bear witness with you, then just disregard it. We'll move on. But I saw women weeping at your makeup station. And why is it I saw that is because you are in an atmosphere, you are in an industry that um, this is not you, but this is the industry you're in. The industry can be very self-image and very vain and very, and not you, but the, the industry. And it's very, you know, it's all about this and it's all. And I just saw women, broken women with pretty faces coming to your section and weeping because they put all their identity in their face. And, you be, and that's why they're empty. And God was using you to speak life into these broken, pretty women. And they begin to weep. And so your serving is more than makeup. That's your tool. And God will use you not just for your client. That's why God is promoting you. And I don't know if you're going to be here for the rest of your life. Could be a season. Who's, but, 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 but there's a moment now. There's a mo this is your moment. And so you've got to realize that that's why God will, you're going to have influence with executives and people of great influence who look very pretty and have been put all together, but they're empty inside. And so if you show up saying today, God, God sent somebody to my makeup booth that I can speak life into these women because they think they have it all together and you might look fine, pretty but baby, but you know what? You're, you're broken. You don't need a man. You need Jesus. Yeah. And you can speak into them. I just saw women weeping. I believe it's going to come. And people are going to say, Tabitha, what'd you do? You showed up. You didn't just go through the motions and clock a ticket ticket, whatever that means. You know what I'm saying? You showed up and you say, God, use me today, even in makeup. Can God use makeup? Yes, he can. If God puts on your heart to make cheese sandwiches for your neighborhood, God can use a cheese sandwich to win somebody to the kingdom of God. Amen. Okay. So your moment, say, this is my moment, man. We're doing so good on time. Hallelujah. Amen. And see, man, here's the thing. Here's another thing, man. This is so good. Uh, uh, expectation is an expectant mental attitude. You know what that means? That means you're responsible for it. You are responsible for your attitude, right? You're responsible. Remember, that's why, because we are the thermostats on stage, the worship team. Yeah, come on. You're responsible. I'm, I'm responsible for the atmosphere in this room. Amen. To an extent. I'm responsible to do my part. Let me say it that way. Thank you. I felt it. I felt it. Okay. <laughs> responsible to do my part. And God will hold me accountable if I just go through the motions and sing the songs and just, oh, we'll sing this song. No, 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 no. What, what is the song that brings heaven to this place? What is the song that somebody needs in the moment? What is the scripture that somebody needs? Because I don't want to just go through the motions and pick a song. What's the song? Because I don't want to just show up. See, here's the, here's the thing. This is why serving is so important because God, oh God, listen, God is drawing people here. You want to know why? Because the local church is the hope of the world. The local church is the hope of the world. As Pastor Marcy said on Sunday, everything is crumbling. Everything is falling apart. Everything is shaking. But I'm here to tell you now, you are part of an institution that will never go under. He said that the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. Come on. It is the only thing that will overcome. You are a part of an organization that will not fail. And God is sending people here. And thank God for other churches that, because God is using other churches in a mighty way as well, you know. Um, but, but, but the local church is the hope of the world, not every church. Because not every church is his church. Ministries may fail, but his church will not. And so, that's why you need to serve with the expectation because the local church is the hope of the world. And as the crazier this world gets, they're going to come because as our pastor said, this is going to be an ark. Yeah. Yeah. 
that people would run to and lead to and they're looking for protection and they're looking for answers and they're looking for security and they're looking for hope and that's why we need people that would serve with expectation and greet with expectation and touch kids with expectation because people are coming and God needs you to not go through the motions but to literally be the hands and the feet and the voice of God for a season. That's why we should be jacked to serve. And can I just give you a great wow thing? Did you know that your destiny will be found because of your servant? If you don't know what to do in life, here's a great way. Get started doing something in the church. And I promise you, this is the place that you find your destiny. Every time. That's why you need to get involved. You can't afford not to get involved. And I see people in my mind right now, said Pastor Marcus, I know I'm supposed to be coming. And I see their life as cycle after cycle. And they're gifted. And they're anointed. And they've got callings. But they're not here. And they're not involved. And that's why their life is where it's at. It's why you got to get involved. Man, what can I do? What can I do, Lord? What can I do? Because when you start serving, you'll find your destiny. And God will open doors that no man can open. Just last week, I'm not going to go into it. I got a call. We go sing at a live recording in Nashville with some guy that to me is like an icon of my life. Like, dear God, this guy. But it's not the season. It's not time. And it's okay. But the reason that even happened, this is not to gloat. This is to gloat on a principle. The reason that opportunity, the reason my name even came was because of my serving and the connections here. Because I couldn't open that door by myself. And so the the, the point is, is that things will, you'll find connections and and opportunities and divine destinies because of your serving. Because of my serving, I found my purpose. I found my purpose. And you'll find your purpose if you start serving. Say, God, where am I needed? Because there's a big need. Because people are coming. People are coming. People are coming. And this is your moment. Quit looking for a moment. You're in one. Quit looking for a moment. You're in one. You're in one. You're in a moment. Right? You are the hands and feet of God. You carry revival. You carry the presence of God. You carry the anointing. You carry the healing power of God. Quit looking for a moment. That's why I quit going. Look. You are the moment. And that's bold talk, I understand. And your biggest haters are going to be church people. But you know what? we got to quit praying for a moment. Be the moment for somebody. Apply this at your job. Be the moment. Yeah. Amen. Because we are a part of something that will not crumble. Come on, say opportunity. See, Ephesians 5.15 says this on the big screen. It says this. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, it says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. Come on, elbow your neighbor and say, don't be a fool. Hold on a second. There we go. Okay, so don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Verse 16, make the most of every opportunity. And here's the truth. Here's the question. Are we really doing this? Are we making the most of every opportunity? Quit looking for a moment, God. I'm telling you, this is not Marcus. This is God. Quit looking for a moment. You're in one. You're in a moment. You're in a moment right now. Not a moment for you. You're in a moment to serve. And God is sending people. They need you. They really need the God in you. And so are we really viewing every opportunity as an opportunity? It says, don't act thoughtlessly. But in other words, don't go through the motions. Come on, God's better than that. His blood is more precious than that. Come on. His forgiveness. Come on, can I get some help? His forgiveness is a little more important than just going through the motions. And that's why I understand life happens. And I understand you have flesh. But I want you to know, you, I promise you, you can stir it up. And stir it up. Sometimes you just got to pray, God, I ain't feeling it today, but I thank you. I'm not moving my feelings. And I thank you, Lord. I really don't want to go to the preschool today. I really don't. And God, and God ain't offended when you talk to him like that. Because God already knows your thoughts anyways, right? You know, so if you're already, you know, hating your season, it's not like God says, really? God knows. 
So what you can do is say, God, you know, I'm just ain't feeling it. But I ask you to help me, Lord. Help me to see the season through your perspective. Help me to see it like you need me to see it. Help me to, to love this. Give me the desire. Give me the power. Because it says, and so it says in, 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 in Philippians that he will not only, he will give you the power to do this. And you got to say, God, let me see this from your perspective. Because right now I feel kind of selfish. And I'm kind of just looking at myself because what I want to do. But Lord, show me the super for my natural. Come on, show me the miracle in my mundane. Come on, show me my moment. Let me show up with expectation. That makes serving very exciting. And if it's not exciting, it's your fault. If miracles ain't happening in your ministry, it's your fault. It's your fault. Now, I understand people have a choice. I understand that. But I'm saying you got to do your part. And you know, and you know, and you know, and I know. You know the issues and the motives of your heart. You know if you're coming with expectation or if you're going through the motions. And if heaven doesn't seem to be coming and it seems stale, you got to look in the mirror and say, hmm, maybe. Because you know the crazy thing about Moses when he buried it in the sand? What happens when you heat sand up? What does it make? Glass. It makes a mirror. And God said, you got to look at yourself, bro. You got to look at yourself. If you're not seeing they're not miracles in your mundane, you can't blame somebody. You got to look at yourself and say, God, okay, 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 I see it. I can't, I'm going through the motions. Help me to not go through the motions anymore. Oh, Lord, help me to see the miracle in my mundane and my ordinary. Help me, Lord. And he will help you because he's a good, good father. Thank you. <clears throat> We must see ministry. Here's the thing. uh, Ministry should not just come from this stage. This is not the big show. This is the main service. This ain't a main service. This is a service. There's a lot of services going on. There's a service in the youth. There's a service in the kids. There's a service in the preschool. This is not the main big ticket show. Every opportunity is a moment and a season and an opportunity for someone to experience the presence of God. Serving with the greeters and serving in organic anchor is an opportunity. And it's an opportunity for ministry, not just from here. And you don't want to know what the convicting part of the night is. One of them is, is that many of us are going to miss our opportunities. You want to know why? Because we're too busy scrolling through everyone else's. Mic drop. Kidding. (laughs) Kidding. Lord, use me. I want my destiny. The problem is you keep scrolling through everyone else's. Do something. Do something. Social media. Are you kidding me? Don't you ever judge your influence by that thing. The Lord told me that four months ago. If I can be transparent with you. I don't care to be, tra- you know, I have flesh that I have to renew in my mind. I have to renew. The Lord told me, I said, you're, you're, you're judging your influence by that. I said, OK, boom. I don't need social media anymore. Because I don't want anything to uh, encourage me but you. And whether someone likes something or not does not mean my value. I'm not going to scroll. I don't care what everyone else is doing. I want to be fulfilled in what God has called me to do. And so I'm going to show up and I'm going to serve and I'm going to come with faith. I'm going to serve with the expectation and I'm going to see the miracles. Do you know why? Because we're going to be it. If you don't see it, I'm sorry. But guess what? I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. I love you, but I love my purpose way more. I want to see it. I want to see it. But I realize if I'm going to see it, I'm going to have to be it. You got to quit looking for the opportunity. You are the opportunity, bro. You are the opportunity. This is the reason, the burden that's in your heart. It's because God put it there. Solve the problem. And see, a lot of us, we, we, we say, oh God, we, a lot of us, we, we sat and I've heard the conversations. And did you know that maybe ministries in this church have not started because you have not shown up? Ministries have not shown up and ideas haven't came because you never showed up. You are the answer and you could be the solution. And you're looking at the problems. Guess what? Every ministry is going to have problems. 
every ministry is going to have holes. Not that, okay, when I say problems, not that, you know, the pastors are crazy. I don't mean like that. I'm saying we're going we're, we're gonna to not see things maybe from your vantage point, and you're going to say, man, they could have done that better. Well, yeah, that's why we need you. Come on. Quit being critical and saying, well, they don't do. Why don't you show up and help? Maybe that church that hasn't started yet because you haven't came. Maybe that ministry that's in your heart that you're so offended that we're not doing, maybe could it be that God has put it in your heart to do it? And God is saying, why don't you go talk to the pastor? Because probably what you don't know is already in his heart, and he's waiting for somebody because they can't do it all. They need some help. They need someone to help and lift up their hands. And maybe the burden that's in your heart was put there by God for this season. And before you just say, oh, man, they don't do anything, maybe you're the reason that's why you're here. Usually the burden, the passion of you, the thing that's in you that just that you feel you got to solve, I want to help you. Usually that's the reason you're here on the earth. I've told you my burden's worship because I see the I see the thing we've made it. And I'm not the only one. I'm not the only solution. Know that. But I'm a part of it. And I just want to do my part. That's why God is having me do things that I would have never done. But it's because I have a burden and I want to be the solution. I don't want to just complain. I want to I want to see, I don't want to just find a problem. I want to be a solution. You see problems. God's saying, you're going to see problems. Look at this ministry. You're going to see holes. You're going to see, man, they could have done that better. So quit. every ministry is going to have that. But just maybe you could be the one to help that problem. You need to get involved. Your moment's here. This is your moment. This is your moment. It's your moment, and you know it. It's your moment. Serve. Be faithful. Show up. And serve with expectation. God's going to show up tonight because I'm here. If no one else is believing, I'm believing. I'm believing. We can be, oh, I am believing. So God, you are honored because of my faith to show up. And God will show up because of one person's faith. Welcome to the church. This whole ministry, not to brag on a person, but one family came. They had a burden for a city. And there's many ministries in this church that need you. You are so gifted, Mr. Brian. So gifted. So gifted, man. And there were things inside you. You are the solution to some problems. I believe that. So the work you're doing is eternal. Know that. When you're investing in kids and changing diapers, it's more than that. Don't let the devil lie to you. Come on, come on. Stir yourself up. Stir yourself up. It's eternal. It's eternal. Washington, what I saw, it's eternal. That's, what they, that's why they could pay you 100000 a year or a dollar a year. When you found your purpose, you'll do it for free because you found that your, your paycheck is the eternal reward when you see a girl and a family. And when you're at Treasure Harbor Preschool, come on, can I get some help? When you're at Treasure Harbor Preschool and you see that family come to the church and get connected because you loved on their baby and you didn't just view it as just a stupid task for the season of your life because they needed somebody, but they did need somebody. They needed you to show up it's your moment it's your moment quit looking for a moment you're in it now you're in your moment be encouraged by that we're in our moment and see as we close is this helping you tonight can we bear a little more you know let me just the more you um, draw the better it gets can, I give, can we give you that little secret? Amen. Because I just really believe that when we come to church, every time the message is preached, if we would have faith and believe that God is speaking to us, he will. And I believe that answers can come in messages that weren't even planned for you, but God knows a way to answer your questions and heal your body. That's why healings can happen just out of preaching, not even about healing, because faith's in the room. I ain't limiting God. <clears throat> Jesus wasn't even aware that the woman issue of blood was there. 
But she showed up that day. And her faith touched God. So maybe you're believing God for something. Hook up and I don't have to know what it is. God does and he can help you. Amen. So you have an opportunity to be the solution, not just to see the problem. And answers may not come unless you show up. And, this, and maybe that ministry that's not here is because you're not here. It's amazing. So many conversations. I've been here for 14 years. Wow. Wow. But it's been great. It's awesome. And I've, I've seen so many people come through the years of having things in their heart. And most of the time, not every time, because there's some weirdos. Hey, there is. You know, there's some people that's like, okay, that's not God, you know. Um, but they have some burdens or a ministry that's in their heart. It's amazing how most of the time, when it, it's usually something that is on their heart. Most of the time. Now, what I mean by that is how someone will say, man, I just see this issue and, and I see this. Can, can I maybe just help here? And they're like, you know, actually, that's within our heart. Now, obviously, it's on that person to fulfill the role or not. They have to. That's up to them. But they're not the only ones that's going to see everything and solve every problem. Moses needed some people to hold up his hand. Because the vision is bigger than all of us, guys. But as our pastor says, it takes what? Every one of us. We got to show up on purpose because here's the thing. God is more concerned on where you're where you're at than where you're going. God is more concerned on where you're at right now than where you are going. I don't think God is concerned about 10 years from now. Hello. Today's your moment. What are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? What are you doing with the opportunities? What are you doing with the gifts inside of you? What are you doing with the desires? What are you doing with the talents and the gifts that the master gave you? Are you burying it in the sand out of fear? Are you burying it, your talent, or are you multiplying and say, God, I want to use this for your kingdom? <clears throat> Show up on purpose. It changes everything. I promise you, it'll, if, you, if, you if you're if you're fighting some, I ain't feeling, I'm telling you, this will fuel you. And, and here's a cool thing. Pastor Mike said this, Isaiah 4, 40, 31. He said this two Sundays ago, and I'm just totally going to take it. So, because <clears throat> he got it from the Lord. So, <clears throat> Isaiah 40, 31. It says, but those who trust, oh, that ain't the one I want. Come on. That's okay. It's a different translation. I'm going to read mine. It says, but those that wait upon the Lord. Those that wait upon the Lord. Let me just tell you, that does not mean this. Now, there's a time to do that, right? There's a time to, you know, lay before it. But it says that those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles, and they shall run, and they shall not be weary, and they shall walk, and they shall not faint. That word wait does not mean lay down. It's actually wait as, like, as a waiter, which means serving. So maybe if you're feeling like your tank is a little empty, can I just help you, give you a little more, a little shot in your arm? Maybe it's because you're not serving. Because serving and changing people's lives and being the hand and feet of God will do something inside of you. It'll stir you up. It'll put a pep in your step. It'll make you truly excited about life because it'll renew your strength when you serve. When you serve. Most of the most unhappy, disgruntled, People are the ones that aren't doing anything. Right. I just wish they'd do something. I wish you'd show up and serve. <laughs> they're mad about life and they're mad because of the ministries that they don't have. <laughs> Thank you. That's why I have a problem saying my ministry is not my ministry. He gave it to me. I don't have a ministry. He gave you one. And so you got to find your strength, and your strength will come by serving. It's amazing what happens when you ain't feeling it, but you say, okay, I'm just going to put my feelings aside, and I'm going to show up with a smile, not with just my mouth, but with my heart, because it's more than just smiling. Because God sees it. I'm happy, but you're inside. You're frustrated. Come on, you got to stir it up. That doesn't mean you don't have, that doesn't mean you're not spiritual. That means you got flesh. Welcome to the family. So stir it up. Ah, I feel, but Lord, I thank you. And you can pray in the Holy Ghost and you can stir yourself up and say, God, I thank you. And I can remind myself that God, this is, this is the season that you have told me. So Lord, help me. Give me patience. They're crazy. Help me not slap them. Lord, give me the patience. Give me the strength. Let me see it from your perspective. And then, and then I'm just going to pray in the spirit and I'm just going to pray in the spirit. And it's amazing how that changes you. I'm going to prove it. One, you know that one time that you didn't do recently, the time you got up in the morning and started your day with the devotion? How much better did your day go? 
And then the day that you didn't do it, which is most of your time, but the day you didn't do it, I'm just kidding. But the day you didn't do it and you wondered how your day didn't go as smooth. Why? Because you didn't find your strength in the Lord. And so it's amazing how when you stir yourself up and say, God, you know what? I'm just, I thank you, Lord. This is the season that you have me in. And so, Father, help me and give me vision. Give me fresh vision. Give me fresh vision. Give me fresh vision for this ministry that I'm serving in. Give me a fresh passion. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help my unbelief. Because I don't really believe I'm supposed to be here. But if you told me to do it, I don't have to see it. Like, you know, have faith that God knows what he's doing in your life. He's a good, good father. He's not trying to kill you. He's trying to use you. And so say, God, thank you. And then you find yourself serving, and it's amazing how the encouragement, as you begin to bless people, it blesses you back. It's more better to give than it is to receive. Come on. It's not a Hallmark card. This is the Bible. It really works. That when you just let go of yourself and truly invest and pour into someone else, it's amazing how the blessing just bounces back. And it fills you with a fresh joy and a fresh awe and a fresh excitement. And then you're like, oh, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me. God's like, hey, I forgive you. It's okay. But let's, let's do better next time. Yeah. Amen. Right. And here's the thing. Jesus knew who he was. And Jesus knew whose he was. But notice, having this knowledge, he served. Jesus knew who he was. He was the son of God. He was not just some dude. He was... Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the promise of the Bible. Come on, he was the first dad. He is Jesus. He knew who he was. He knew where he came from. And guess what he did without authority? He served. He served. He gave himself as a ransom for humanity. He didn't cling to his heavenly rights. He came in the act of a servant and even washed his nasty disciples' feet. Do you know that you have an opportunity to wash people's feet every time they come into this room? Because you are the word of God, and the word of God is water, and it's inside of you. And there are people coming with dirt and with, 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 with things that they're tracking in. And you can be the water of the word and wash it off their life with the way you act and the way you serve with expectation. And they're like, I don't know. Every time I just get around you, I feel so better. It's because it's the presence of God washing those things and cleansing those things. We have the opportunity to serve. It's an opportunity. It's not a burden. It's an opportunity. I promise you, let's change our thinking. Can we do that? Yeah. Change. I'm telling you, God really wants to excite you in this season. There are miracles that God wants you to see. There are divine opportunities. There are divine opportunities at your job, Tabitha. That's why you got to see it that way. It's more than just doing stuff. No, no, I'm being used of God himself. And I'm an ambassador to him in every area that I serve. Because last time I checked, Jesus Christ wasn't standing here. Guess what? He is inside of you. And so where I go, God goes. When I walk, Christ walks. And so I'm going to walk as he walked. Amen. Amen. A couple things, and we're ending right here. And I just, I felt like we should, you know, that, I mean, this is something you should, I feel like you should document your miracle. Now, when I say miracle, don't just think of someone coming up out of the dead or someone just out of wheelchair. That is a miracle, yes. But I, I, I felt like God told me that you need to start documenting your, 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 your miracles in the mundane. Write them down. What I mean by a miracle is that opportunity, that God quidence, that super in the natural, that moment that you realize it was God ordained and not just a random thing, but it was a miracle and it was a super in the natural. And you need to write it down, not so you can share it on the wall and get a lot of likes, but you can share it right. You can write it down for your encouragement. Right. You need to, you need to, you need to, you need to write down your miracle moments because they will encourage you in your walk and in the seasons of your life. Amen. God, use me here at Treasure Harbor Preschool. God used me here as serving, and, and it's amazing how I was an usher, and it's amazing how a word of wisdom came out of me to help somebody. That can happen. It doesn't have to happen from the platform. And I've already said this, but I'll close with this. <clears throat> Before I do I, just, I hope I'm firing you up to serve. 
Your moment, God is saying, is now. I've said that a lot, and it's on purpose. Your moment's now. And God has given you opportunities at your hand, and God is saying, it's your turn. And as we said, as we end, serving is how we walk into and discover our destiny. I just felt like repeating that because that's so encouraging for me. Serving is how you will find your destiny. If you don't know what you're supposed to do in life, guess what? It's okay. I've been there. But here's the good news. God will tell you what you need to do. And a lot of times you'll find it by getting involved. And don't get involved by something that's outward appearance because God will lead you to something that God will lead you somewhere that's not conveniently attractive to the eye. But it's the moment to shape you for your future. It's a moment. Father, we thank you for tonight. Lord, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that I've said what I feel like I'm supposed to say. Lord, I pray that they realize that their moment is now. Their moment is now. We've got to quit looking for a moment. We are in one right now. There are people that are coming now. There are people that are coming to this church, and they're not needing a program, but they're truly needing the hands and the feet of Jesus, and they're needing the love of God and the hands of God and a word in due season. And I thank you, Lord, that we are all changing our thinking tonight. See, that's why we said tonight a shift has to happen. A shift has to happen. we got to quit looking for the miracle. We've got to start being the miracle every day. Help us, Father, to see the miracles in our mundane. I pray, Lord, you're feeling everybody with just fresh vision. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe that tonight, can we shout amen, amen, amen.